0: I'm working for them, technically, right? Like, I have a, I have a business manager, but they are an organization who I am an employee of. But now that I'm an artist and I'm out on my own, I have a manager who's reporting to me.
1: The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey, by Mictors, American Whiskey, and by Heaven Hill Brands.
2: Hey, welcome back to The Fred Minnick Show. Fred here, I have my very first miss america interview i have never in my career interviewed a miss america i've interviewed foreign presidents dignitaries uh, pe- the most powerful people in the world billion- billionaires celebrities and this is my first miss america and you know there's something like otherworldly about you know a miss america because they literally wear the crown of our country and Nia Amani Franklin is one of the boldest, strongest, coolest personalities I've ever came across. Now, I actually met her in person prior to the pandemic at a USO function in Washington D.C. And how cool was it that we spent a good amount of time talking about bourbon and spirits? And she, of, of all the, of all the, um, you know, pageant. Queens, there, uh, there was like, uh, there was like Miss Maryland, Miss D.C., Miss Tennessee. There was all these other states. She was by far the coolest, and she was the coolest, not you know necessarily because of her crown, but she was so personal, and I think that comes across in the interview. And we have a great tasting. Um, I sent her some uh, Basil Hayden, a ten year old. Uh, I sent her some. Lubad, some uh, Armagnac from 1978, my birth year, and oh my gosh, this stuff is so good. And I sent her some uh, uh, Damasau, some um, some Guadeloupe rum, and a from the um, you know from the world of agricole. So I am very excited to taste these and talk about these with uh, with our guest. Niamatti Franklin talks and opens up about what it's like to be in the pageant business and what that whole world's like and what she's doing now, because she's more than, you know, just uh, someone going around, you know, championing Miss America. She is actually a composer, she's a musician, and so that is what we're here to talk about, what's going on in her life. So enjoy this week's episode, but first, a word from our sponsors.
1: People want a great whiskey that isn't like every other whiskey. So nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak, 291 Colorado whiskey is distilled from grain to barrel to bottle. Exceptional Western whiskey, unlike any other. Passion permeates every sip. Utilizing grains from the Colorado Plains, water collected from Pikes Peak Reservoirs, and finished with Aspen Staves, 291 Colorado Whiskey is an award-winning single barrel and small batch whiskey. Live fast, drink responsibly.
3: At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single-barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller Dan McKee and our master of maturation Andrea Wilson say it's just right. Michter's for Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Mictors Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender, Michter's
1: Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. Heaven Hill Distillery has been lifting America's spirit since 1935. They celebrate American whiskey's rich traditions, guide its evolution, and champion its exciting future. For Heaven Hill, Whiskey is more than a profession, it's a personal passion that is poured into every bottle shared with newcomers and aficionados alike. So whether you enjoy the simple pleasure of Evan Williams Bottled in Bond, or savor the uniquely satisfying experience of a rare single barrel bourbon like Elijah Craig, 18 year old, you'll find a home at Heaven Hill. If you wanna learn more about the craft and techniques of making quality American whiskey, check out educational resources and sign up for their newsletter at HeavenHillDistillery.com. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Cheers.
2: And joining the Fred Minnick Show, uh, someone I met (laughs) pre-COVID at a USO banquet. It was just awesome. Miss America, or I guess, I do I have to call you former Miss America, or can I still call you Miss America... Nia uh, Franklin. E.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I go. I like to say Nia you, Nia, you know, Franklin or whatever um, Miss America 2019 because okay. you know that was the year that I was, and you're all you're you're always a. They call them forever Miss Americas once you've passed on the crown.
2: <laughs> right, and and you know the thing is, you know, you were Miss America of the last year of normalcy. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, before the end of an era.
2: Yeah, sure. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, can't. Things were so different prior to COVID, and I, I can't even. I mean, I remember meeting you. That was such a great night, and that that was yeah. like that was life then. You know, big packed mm-hmm. room events all the time, and
0: yeah, it was know,
2: it's so different. Yeah. So, what have you been up to? I know you're you're composing some stuff. You got an EP out. <laughs> tell, tell us. I mean, you've been busy.
0: I yeah, it was a, it was a fun summer. Twenty twenty one was a summer that I you know, none of us expected but we carried on and you know, um, we made it work and it was a fun summer so I spent the summer recording um, a lot of new music um, mm-hmm. for my EP that just came out um, on Friday um, called Extended, so it's my debut EP um, and that was a lot of fun recording that. Um, I worked with the Recollective Orchestra who's worked with Hans Zimmer and um, worked on Lion King, so they were a lot of fun to work with and um, then, you know, I was just recording the orchestra stuff, but also I'm a singer and a songwriter. So I was uh, writing and, and recording uh, vocals as well, which was mm. a lot of fun. And then also I was the composer in residence at Festival Napa Valley, um, which I'm the second one ever to do it. Wow. <laughs> um, but it was it was a lot of fun um, uh, being the composer in residence. Um, they were just Napa is just a really special place and really special people and so basically uh, it's a wine festival so similar to kind of what you do you know all about this kind of stuff but it's kind of like a wine festival but music is like the center of everything um but mostly it's a it's a a music festival and they just have wine at all their events because how do you not have wine when you're in Napa right right so I, I was able to perform several times and um, you know, Jennifer Hudson was on the bill, too. So it was I was in really good company yeah. Um, and, yeah, just premiered a lot of my new music there as well. So it's been a fun, fun uh, summer. And now I'm really excited to see what the fall holds now that my project's out.
2: And are you able to go, um, are you able to get out more, you know, and, and, and greet fans now or is it things still a little closed off?
0: Things are still a little closed off because, of course, we want to be safe and, you know, I'm working with my team now to hopefully plan a tour, even if we just do something small on a small scale. But I definitely want to get out there and start performing again. Um, A lot of artists are doing this, so it seems like the trend is just, you know, be vaccinated and get out here and put on some good shows. I'm, I'm going to some shows. I'll be... Um, at, I'm, be, I'm attending several operas this season as a spectator. One day I'll be uh, maybe singing up there too, but just really excited to be out there again and hear live music for sure. Cause it's, you know, it was really lonely and weird not being able yeah. to go to any live shows um, during the year of 2020.
2: Now you so. mentioned opera. It, it, does singing and opera take a different mindset? Like, you know, take us to, put us in the mind of a singer. Like how yeah. do you how do you prepare for opera versus you know, some of the more poppy, jazzy styles.
0: Hmm. So I think with opera, it's all about those warm ups. Like, you definitely want to make sure you're warming up because it's just the simple fact that you're, you're, the range in, when you're singing opera can be so expansive. So, a lot of times in pop music, you may have that, like, you may have those really belty notes, but a lot of the song you're only singing. Um, like in a more of a chill way in pop music, mm-hmm. whereas opera, every single note you sing is very, very important. Um, and not important in the sense of like for the listener more so than you as a singer just have to make sure every single note is um, flows within the piece. And if you're gonna go from a low to a high note, sometimes you have, to, you have to sing the low note with that high note in mind. And it has to be a certain spacing in your mouth that you create to make sure it's gonna be a seamless process and you know it's just it's just really an art
2: (laughs) yeah well i have no uh musical talents whatsoever my my talent is uh is sipping spirits and bourbon and stuff. so that's uh that's that's my talent so i sent you i sent you a wide range of stuff so i sent you um the the uh dominu of the um this is a um Actually, so I don't think I'm pronouncing that right. It's a French, its It's a Martinique rum. It's an XO, and it is—it is absolutely delicious. But this is a this is a rum that is you know more than six years old. I sent you <laughs> a uh, a Basil Hayden. Yeah. Uh, a Basil Hayden ten year old. This is going to be a little lighter, and then I sent to the headliner of the tasting. I sent a um, an Armagnac from 1978. Okay. 1978
1: Armagnac. Nice. And
2: this—that was the year I was born. <laughs> so that cool. was uh, yeah, kind of a celebratory bottle. Yeah. And then as gifts, I sent you a, a bottle of 291, and oh, then thank and you. then a bottle of uh, of Mictors. So I I am I I think I am more I am more concerned about like getting in trouble for you, for you having too much cuz you know anytime I I have uh singers on like I have guitarists <laughs> yeah. on football players but I'm always very nervous <laughs> about singers because yeah. I'll get a text later like uh yeah those seven bourbons that we had I can't sing tonight you know so <laughs> oh. <laughs> so i'll be i'll be very cautious with you because okay. i don't i don't want to get in trouble for you um for you not being able to sing tonight or tomorrow but some people say <laughs> that spirits is actually good for the throat and what i've learned is yeah. is like everybody has their own procedure for for keeping their throat in check and their vocal cords well, what's your what's your technique how do you keep your vocals strong and ready to go all the time
0: yeah, I mean, specifically when I'm singing opera, very specifically, uh, I try to stay away from all alcohol leading up to the perform- performance. Mm. So if I have a show on like a Friday, at least a week before, I want to like not be drinking like at all, even like a glass of wine. I think it, I try to stay away from it just because I think alcohol can be a little dehydrating. And when you're singing, like you just need all the hydration in the world. Um but if I'm singing R&B or something like that, kind of sometimes want that little raspiness in your voice. So I think it's not as big of a deal. Um, so it's just kind of a case by case basis, but I love my hot tea and honey. Um, yeah,
2: honey's and, really good.
0: Yeah, and Ludin's um, Luden's, like throat drops that you buy in CVS, the cherry ones are just like, those are my go-to. If I If I'm like feeling like, ooh, I need some lubrication or like, I I wake mm-hmm. up and I feel a little like tickle in my throat or whatever. Those are like so soothing and I, it might just be more of a mental thing, but they mm-hmm. also taste like candy. <laughs> so they're just like so fun to have and it's just like a just one of my things like that I feel like I need when I when I have a performance.
2: And you know, do you uh w- when you're singing, are you singing only or will you play a piano or I mean obviously opera you're not you're not playing yeah, opera
0: think, with opera I think you just have to focus on the voice. But um yeah, when I'm singing R&B, you know, I'll play the keys um, and that sort of thing. I'm a, I'm a, I've been playing piano since I was very young, um, so that's like kind of what I learned by ear and all those sorts of things. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, so I think uh, let's go. Let's start with the the rum, and I want you to think about as we're tasting this. Let's have some fun with it. Let's, okay. Th- <laughs> let's think about a song uh, that you Ooh. would have the, you know, you'd play a pian- piano with, you know, so like, uh you know, okay. I, when, when I think of piano songs, I just always go to Elton John, you know, because he's always yeah. got so many piano songs, but a, a song that you like to play with the piano, like if you, when you taste this, does it remind, what does it remind you of? So, um, let's start with the rum.
0: XO. What does yes. the X stand for? Is that like... Part of their
2: name yeah so that's always me XO is always like part of like extra aged um you know so that's like the highest premium of yeah. uh, of, of a category okay. and um you know it is um it it's it's more it's really prevalent in like french spirits okay and like in cognac you'll see it so right. that's kind of really uh where it where it uh originates but it just essentially means extra old you know real uh real real fancy there so
0: So i'm gonna have to go you said a song right yeah yeah i'm gonna have to go with a classic for my generation i feel like at least um it was alicia keys it was her first hit i believe which was fallen
2: oh yeah great yeah
0: yeah the whole song is i think the whole song is two chords which is crazy that such a masterpiece like that has two chords.
2: <laughs> so I, yeah, so I didn't know that. So that me being illiterate in music, like, I, I don't know chords. I just like, oh man, I like that song, you know? Oh yeah. So it's, <laughs> uh, but uh, Alicia Keys so talented. You know? She is,
0: yeah, incredible. And just such a, sh- she's had such a long career, like mm-hmm. such longevity in her career, which is very important. Something I can learn from.
2: <laughs> well, you're just, I mean, goodness gracious, you're just beginning. You know, I mean, yeah, you're yeah. just beginning. So, this is like, this is, you know, to, to see you, you know, Miss America, you've, you're always going to have that, but you're not just going to be Miss America. You know what I mean? Even like, yeah. you are, you're, you know, your star is so bright. You've got so many, uh, so many things to accomplish. And thank you. And <laughs> I, I'm excited for this. I remember talking to you, you know, in, in Washington, D.C., mm, about, yeah. uh, what I did, and and all the all the other contestants or all the other people were kind of like, oh yeah, that's that's kind of boring. That sounds awful. <laughs> and then you were like asking me questions, and you're like, why do you hate vodka? And it was, it, <laughs> it was like it was so cool for me because yeah. I was getting to talk to someone who who appreciated around people who didn't. And that, that, that's, that's always yeah. fun. So this rum. So this is uh, rum comes from uh, sugar cane. It comes from a byproduct of uh, sugar cane, molasses.
0: Can I I see the bottle? I'm like Mm -hmm. such a bottle. I love to see bottles.
2: And Mm -hmm. this is actually a style of rum. It's always spelled r. It's usually spelled uh, r h u m. But you can see they're rebels and they go with r u m. Uh, But this is a this is a style of rum called um, from rum agricole. It's from uh, from uh, Guadeloupe. I think previously mm-hmm. I I said uh, I, I said Martinique, but it's from uh, from Guadeloupe, and um, you know they distill uh, fresh sugarcane juice, and so wow. most people are distilling molasses, which is a byproduct of making sugar. They are uh, they are distilling fresh sugarcane juice, and it's aged for six years in the French West Indies.
0: French West Indies. That's my um my boyfriend is from the his well he's half um guyanese so
2: oh awesome oh is he a rum fan
0: he likes whiskey actually so Uh. you know he'll probably be helping me out with this a little later well
2: that's that's good (laughs) that's good and you know i it's best to share good drink with um with people you care about you know friends and you know i drink with my best friend all the time who's my wife and she is such a whiskey head the only problem is though, when I travel, sometimes she'll finish a bottle without me. so mm. yeah, you know, gotta be careful. Yeah. you know, you get you get them you get them into it, and then they you know you'll sip all yourself. So what are you normally yeah. drinking? What do you normally drink when you're um you know just kind of hanging out?
0: Hanging out. I love to make, well, you're you're gonna hate this answer, but I love to make lemon drops, oh, okay. I, I, I feel like that became one of my specialties during the pandemic.
2: all right on. Um, it actually sounds you know you know very refreshing so it is
0: and i love i love like sour patch kids and like mm -hmm. tart stuff like um key lime pie you know so i like i love that tart that citrus tart flavor and then I also like with the same you know citrusy um you know taste that i like i like a good margarita and i learned how to make those pretty well too during the pandemic oh man
2: there's nothing you gotta have
0: coins for y'all that
1: There's how you say
2: it? nothing like a good margarita. Mm. Yep. yep. I love a margarita. In fact, you would uh, I, I have you know we drink a lot of margaritas, but my favorite tequila cocktail is a Paloma. Uh Yeah.
0: Do you like them with uh the the smoky tequila, what is it called?
2: Uh, mezcal?
0: Mezcal. Do you like that or do you
2: prefer just tequila? Uh you know, I I do um I, I do like it with mezcal, but I don't like it to be oversmoked. But you know, yes. the yeah. uh but I do I like the grapefruit. I love I'm a big grapefruit fan and mm. so I uh, I'm a big fan of a of a cocktail called the brown derby. Um mm. you know, that's uh that uses grapefruit and bourbon. So and honey. That sounds
0: that sounds good. I like grapefruit too. And, and the honey? Oh wait, I'm gonna have to try that out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'll send you I'll send you my recipe after this. Okay. Thank you. So, uh, so, what do you, I remember I remember watching an interview with you, uh, you know, with uh, after you had won Miss America and you kind of were, you won and there was all of this controversy going on with <laughs> Trump and everything like that. And the first question you get asked is like, you know, it's not a like, a, hey, congratulations. It's like, oh, by the way, you got to, you know, how do you feel about all the controversy going on? And, you know, how do you aim to face it's like... I was like, man, that's a horrible question to ask her. And you you just, you got up on that podium and you said, not to sound cocky, but you're looking at the answer right here. I was just like, mic drop, she is cool. (laughs) And that was before I met you and it it was just so cool. I mean, it was like one of those moments of like, if you, and everybody listening or watching, uh, check out her like interview after she won. The press conference. At the press conference. It was like it was like one of those moments that you cannot script, you can't make up. And I was curious: did you prepare for that? Were you ready for that, or did you, was that an instantaneous kind of moment of like, "I'm about to show you"?
0: It was totally, totally unprepared. Like I, I, I that was obviously that that time period in the in the history of Miss America organization was. There was controversy. I feel like there's always controversy with pageantry in general, because people are like, why do you do pageants? And there's just all these questions and people who don't understand the culture, because pageantry is truly a culture, like a Mm -hmm. subculture, you know, if you want to label it that. And so getting that question after, you know, just realizing all the things that I had been through to even be standing right there from Mm -hmm. competing, that was my third year of competing and trying to win Miss America. And that was the first time that I had actually made it that far, right? Like as a state title holder, I competed three or four times as a local contestant and then three times just to win a state title. So when I finally got there, I was like, I feel like I know this organization. I love this organization and I can make a difference. And that's I feel like that's what the judges saw as well. So that was what kind of uh, made me say that, that, you know, you're you're looking at her (laughs) at the answer. And And I feel like during my year, I really did try to embrace the 2.0 era of Miss America, the modern Mm. Miss America. I even just recently wrote a song and performed it at the 100th anniversary gala that was called Hello Miss America. And it's my own uh, take on, you know, what is Miss America now? Like she's, she is a person who inspires people. She's not a person who needs to be empowered, but she already has power. And obviously there's the old song, There She Is Miss America. I think Dick's, uh, sporting goods, uh, recently used it in a commercial with all these athletes. I don't know if you've seen it. So it's an iconic song, but it was also written, I think in like the 1950s. So I really wanted to write something that could speak to our generation of Miss America. And I'm really hoping that they use it when they crown the next Miss America, because I put my heart into that song and I I really love this, the organization. So, um, and I stand by that answer.
2: (laughs) That's that's awesome. And yeah, in, in all honesty, um, it was, and I know Miss America doesn't get covered like you know the Super Bowl or something, but it gets covered pretty significantly. Yeah. And I just thought that that was one of the one of the best, like you know, one of the strongest uh, answers I'd ever seen um from someone no matter what it was now thank you (laughs) now when when you're looking at like what's the expectation do they do they bring you in a room and say you have to check all these boxes you have to do this this and this i mean how does that work
0: yeah so basically after i won they bring you to a room and they just ask you a bunch of questions just like to get to know you really quickly and make sure Mm -hmm. there's nothing they need to um you know just steer you away from answering that sort of thing but it's just, you just really hit the ground running. I mean, uh, there, uh, I, I don't even think I had true press training. Okay. Like, true press training. Like, we did a little bit of stuff at orientation, but mm-hmm. I don't really think there's anything that can prepare you for the moment of winning. Like, everybody's moment and everybody's thought process and how, the, even how you see different girls react when they win is so different.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah and by and by the time you get on the stage, I imagine they have already um they have already, you know, been through all your tweets, you know, done the <laughs> backgrounds on you and
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Do do they have like actual investigators looking into you or is it just like a cursory kind of like look?
0: I mean, the security team definitely they know how to do some background checks, wow. definitely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure if they do them, but I I don't know. I might not I wouldn't be surprised.
2: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Um yeah. so so basically what you're saying is don't mess with the Miss America organization. They they got people.
0: <laughs> yeah, they have they have a they have a good team behind them. So That's yeah. awesome. I always uh, felt safe protected. So
2: Well, you know, lord knows there's there's a bunch of weirdos in the world and you all definitely um you know need to have that firm security. Yeah. Sure. Um, the next one we're going to go to is uh Basil Hayden's or as some would say Basil Hayden. Now I there is a there's an actual discussion as to how to pronounce this and I think mm. back in the day they said Basil. You know, but Basil just feels more modern to me. It feels like how we say it would say it today, but Basil, Basil is at the la- at the end of the day It's bourbon.
0: I need to see if I can open it. (laughs) You know what these little things remind me of? It reminds me of when I was in college. And, you know, in college you're drinking whatever you can find. Mm -hmm. Whatever's affordable. (laughs) And we had these little things you could get at, like, the gas station or whatever. And it was a brand called Bootleggers. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah, yeah. I know that brand. But they
0: tasted like Jolly Ranchers. And I, I, you know, have a... I have a my palette is evolving. I'll say that. So anything sweet, I'm like, pour it up.
2: <laughs> Love it. And so this is this is a ten year old eighty proof uh, bourbon from Jim Beam.
0: Okay. So this one should be a little is it's gonna be more intense?
2: Uh yeah, this one's going to be well, it's eighty proof, so I no, I think I think it will I think it will it will vary um it, this is going to be a stylistic difference. So like bourbon is coming from corn, it's mm-hmm. going into a new charred oak barrel. Um it tends to be sweet, but is it as sweet as what you just had, you know? Okay. Pr- probably not. Oh.
1: Yeah
0: it feels like it is a little sweeter to me
2: okay yeah there's definitely got some sweetness to it but basil hayden is one of those is one of those products that um you know you can really you this is one of those it's a great starter bourbon so this is one that would get you hooked and people who are fans of this one live by it you know yeah It's a, it's a big time, it's got a huge fan base. Okay. So what song, uh, what song does this remind you of?
0: Hmm. I have to take one more sip. And we're still thinking piano songs
2: well you you uh i mean i love piano you play it so i'll i'll uh i'll say yeah we'll say we'll see yeah we'll keep it in the piano something
0: maybe. i would sing with the piano with This. Hmm. Hmm. maybe maybe one of my my own songs um it's called Runnin. And it's just like a very slow, a kind of another like, not necessarily Alicia Keys vibe, but almost a, ja- a jazzy vibe. It's, so the, the arrangement that I wrote and produced, it has um, piano, mm-hmm. upright bass, and um, and drum set. But like the um, the brushes that kind of go on the snare makes that like really like, I don't know, it just gives you that feeling of like vibration, um, so yeah, it's a very simple orchestration, and then I also had put some Ro- a Rhodes keyboard in there, which is that electric kind of piano sound. just really sparkles. Um, but it's a slow like song that's all all about how you just run back to this person over and over again. You know, you break up, excuse me, you break up, you get back together. You break up, you get back together. So yeah, that reminds me. Of so that. so that
2: this is a bad year. boyfriend, is what you're saying. <laughs> So basil Hayden tastes like a like the experience of a bad boyfriend. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So this one might get you in trouble is is another way to put it. Is that is that about right?
0: Which one? It might get you in trouble, yeah. Yeah. Be
2: careful. (laughs) So you you went to uh, you mentioned college. You went to I believe Carolina school, Eastern Carolina, right?
0: yeah, East Carolina is where yeah. I went for undergrad, and then for grad school I went to um, the North Carolina, the University of North Carolina School of the Arts.
2: Yeah, my my wife went there. Uh, no way. Yeah, Fighting Pickles, right? Is yeah, it the
0: Fighting Pickles. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I so I didn't know about your graduate, uh, but yeah, my wife went there. She was a uh, you know she studied stage management before realizing she didn't want to be a stage manager. You know. Left, okay. But, yeah, but I love oh,
0: cool. the. I didn't, I didn't know they had that as a major. That's awesome.
2: I mean, we're talking the '90s, so it may not be there anymore. But, <laughs> yeah. But so, all right. So, you went to the Fighting Pickles. What does a, what does a Fighting Pickle do? Like, what does uh, how does this it's mascot?
0: A, well, you know, it's a big joke because sure. don't have sport, there's no sports teams because it was a conservatory, the first public conservatory in North Carolina, um, and maybe in the world. Let's check that. But. Yeah, so the fighting pickles is just like from what I understood it to be, it's just a big joke. Like the fighting pickles, yeah, our mascot for for what? Like and I think the pickle, like a lot of times it would have it holding one of those like what do you call these things? The, oh the ca- clapper,
2: yeah. The clapper, yeah. Yeah, yeah whatever it, 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 it is, yeah. It
0: hold I think it would be holding that and like have, have like one of those um uh like caps on that they wear in Paris. Um
2: Oh, yeah, the graduation cap, yeah, the Dunce cap.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah so okay it's a it's a funny thing but they have really like revamped their i guess logo marketing like they used to have this their colors were purple and green and they mm-hmm. had this really cool but outdated. like it looked like it was from the 80s like their sign when you pull up to the university but now it's all very like modern and you know the font is very modern it's black and white it's kind of their their main logo now so they've definitely changed i i really do like wish i could get some old merch like I gotta just keep checking Poshmark and eBay because I really want like an old sweatshirt. Because their new stuff, it's it's nice, but it's so like modern looking. Yeah. And I want like a throwback, like a throwback look.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll check with uh, I'll check with Jacqueline see if there's okay. uh, if she knows of any like uh, hot pockets of uh, fighting pickle merch.
0: Yeah, you
2: know, I mean that could be that could be a new thing. I mean, you that could be a part of your new wave. You know, you're bringing back the fighting the old ways of the fighting pickle. You know,
0: the old ways, right? I
2: mean, next time you're on stage, you know, jamming, you know, mm-hmm. you got a t-shirt on. I mean, take could take off. You just never know. It could take
0: off. Yeah, <laughs> It could. But yeah, I love I love the people over there. They're a great institution.
2: It's awesome. Well, let us now go to Armagnac. So this is made in France. Uh, this is. La Bade, nineteen seventy eight. Brandy. It, it's brandy. It's made in an area called um, Gascony, and it is you know this is basically. You're familiar with cognac. Well, this would be. This would be like the less um, the less known uh, French brandy, and it's highly coveted by uh, bourbon drinkers around the world
0: cognac is like hennessy
2: yeah that's right yeah so this would okay. be this would be an upgrade from uh from from hennessy and things like that i
0: made it to call someone in here to help me open this one
2: so here's a here's a little hit it hit it on the desk a little bit on the do the lid hit it hit the lid like hit the oh. lid on the little harder don't break it but that, okay. Yeah, there you go. Now I'll twist it. Okay. I don't know if I hit it hard Did that work?
0: Are you hitting it on the top of the lid or the side? The side. Okay. All right. Here we go. My grip. I think my grip is good. All right. Okay. I got it. I got it. <laughs>
2: By the way, that maybe that should be a new um, a new part of the Miss America contest. Can you open <laughs> this jar?
0: This, can you open this jar because you need to be, you know, you need the strength.
2: I mean, there there are there are jars you know, that are so tight, like your hand will start cramping if you're doing it. Like so, I've just I've learned a lot of techniques over the years to try and avoid the jar that won't open.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm going to remember that the next time I have a pickle jar.
2: (laughs) The pickle.
0: Those are the hardest.
2: Those are fighting pickles. They don't want to leave the jar.
0: The fighting pickles. See? Okay, Mm. so I don't know. I know nothing about brandy.
2: So brandy, so whiskey comes from grain. Rum comes from molasses or sugar cane. cane, And and brandy comes from grapes. So they Uh be... Brandy is essentially distilled wine. Mm, okay.
0: Mm. I feel like I can taste the great, like the wine, or yeah. something. Yeah, similar. Wow.
2: Yeah, this is um, this is an opera song. This has got to be like- an opera song. Yeah. This is what beautiful. opera song,
0: though? What opera song is it?
2: I can't Let's tell see. you that I have a large encyclopedia of opera songs in my brain, so I will leave <laughs> that one to you.
0: I think I say Sempre Libre. Um, and in a Trepco.
2: And that means, have- that means freedom, right?
0: Yeah. 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 It's from a Verdi um, opera. Okay. Sempre Libre but yeah it's a really fun 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 song
2: i like it i like it yeah so you've got this uh new ep free, out free,
0: free forever um yes i have a new ep out that's right
2: so what what a how many how many songs are on it what is it is it available everywhere or
0: it's five tracks it's available everywhere that you listen to music um so this is it i actually got some cds made that oh are you wearing
2: the same shirt is that the same same outfit no
0: this this actually isn't the same shirt so this is a short sleeve
2: oh that's a short sleeve one. similar this was this this is
0: like this is like a cotton and this is um like a satin but um yeah so i'm actually selling some of those on my website as merch i just like thought it'd be fun to do some cds one day I'll do vinyls. Those I know. Always...
2: That's like that's that, that's like crazy popular vinyl, right? Vinyls are
0: so popular right now. Um, and it's hard to find a good manufacturer these days with COVID and everything. But yeah, so it's five tracks. It came out on September 17th. So last Friday or this past Friday. And it's out everywhere. And I'm so excited. It's like my little baby. And it's finally out. And it was supposed to be out in 2020. But COVID happened and couldn't get into a recording studio. And So yeah, I ended up recording a lot of my demos at home during the pandemic. And then Mm -hmm. once things opened up again, I was able to go and work with um, the fabulous um, engineering team over at Bunker Studios in Brooklyn. So that was where I recorded most of the tracks, um, except for two. One was a single that I had recorded in 2020, or at Mm -hmm. the end of 2019. And then the other was recorded actually in North Carolina um, in a a Steinway piano gallery. (laughs) So really cool, really, really different on that track and that's just like a that's the fourth track which is all piano like solo piano piece that's but there's awesome. some songs on there too like lyric like it's really a um an, uh, an ep that blends the genres that i love mm-hmm. so there's classical and there's orchestral and there's chamber music which is a piano piece but then there's also like running which i talked about earlier which is very jazzy and like sultry and um it's r&b really and, and another yeah. track on there and shower thoughts which is r&b
2: you're just a walking fan of music, you know? <laughs> I mean, you, you you love music.
0: Absolutely, and I didn't want to have to choose yeah. for my first, you know, this is my debut project and I feel like everything when you listen to it, it actually blends together in a way that you wouldn't even think that it would. Um because like how do you go from a classical orchestra piece to like an R&B piece like immediately after each other too. Um it kind of just takes it kind of just like it does this thing where it just throws you off, but in a, in a good way. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited for the project and it's been, you know, people, TikTok is what really, I think has helped me grow my fan base. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone on TikTok was just like so excited when it came out because I had posted a little clip back in March or April of, um, the Dallas symphony orchestra playing my orchestra piece when they premiered it. And it went like viral on TikTok has over three, Five million views wow. and so from that one minute clip people were just like we need more and so i put it on my youtube channel and it you know i put the three minute version on my youtube channel because i wasn't allowed to post the whole five minutes with dallas symphony's recording because i don't own that recording right. so now that i have my own master um the whole five minute version is out and um yeah
2: that's awesome it's really excited hey do you did uh, you know so now you're obviously out of pageanting and
0: out of that yeah
2: uh, do you, how does your routine for preparing for pageant pageantry uh, differ from like the music business because it's a whole? I mean, the things yeah. you have to do in music are so different. <laughs> right? So different. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think what what's interesting was with the Miss America organization. One thing that I really appreciated about it and I loved so so much was the structure that it provided me. Mm-hmm. Um, I am I'm an artist, and I think. As an artist, or maybe it's just my personality, I can be very, um, I just, I, I, it's hard sometimes to focus on just one thing. Like you're doing this, and especially as an artist, because there's so many things you have to focus on, especially as an independent artist. You have to focus first and foremost on your artistry, on your talent, practicing the piano, writing every day, um, perfecting your craft. But then there's also the business side of it, which has, you know, hundreds of different components to it. I mean for artists that are already like an artist like alicia keys for example she has her publicist she has her manager she has an agent she has probably 10 other people on her team so as an independent artist i'm doing this a scaled down version of that i guess but i'm doing it pretty much all by myself with just a few people on my team like i have legal and i have a manager but um you know so there's so much that goes into it and so it's a lot different coming from Miss america where everything was like hey do this do that show up at this time the competitions at this time practice your talent it's one minute and 30 seconds like everything is so spelled out for you which I loved that and it definitely gives you that discipline and that structure but when but I've tried to apply that mindset of structure to my own life my own career now but it's so different because I don't have someone telling me especially now that I'm like when I was Miss America I'm working for them technically right Right. like I have I have a business manager but they are an organization who I am an employee of but -hmm. now that I'm an artist and I'm out on my own I have a manager who's reporting to me, um, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and even when I sign, even when I do um, sign with an agency, hopefully very soon. I think, and I, I feel like you are working with me. We're not. I'm not necessarily your employee, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's a very different experience, and it's like the script has truly flipped. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, really been a learning experience, and um, I love, um, I love being an entrepreneur. So it's um, something that I didn't go to school and get my MBA or anything, but I feel like there's just like a lot of like um, natural, I guess, a, a natural abilities that I have that I kind of just try to like make the best decisions for me in my career. So,
2: well, and I, I will say this like, you were, you were in probably one of the most critical, probably one of the most uh, criticized, uh, critical, you know, having people be critical towards you. In the pageantry circuit, there's probably nothing anybody can say or do to you that will come close to what you did in in the pageant (laughs) world. And and you talk about that a little bit earlier about how it's you know sometimes it's kind of controversial. But man, you all get chewed up and spit out like you're you're nothing. And if you come out on top, man, ain't nothing can touch you.
0: Yeah, you have to be. You have to have um, you know, tough skin and be able to take criticism.
2: Um, it, I mean, people are mean. <laughs> I
0: mean. Most of it's constructive, but you know, yeah. it's not always. Sometimes, it's people really do try to tear you down.
2: You know, if you, and there's all these reality shows out there that show the parents yeah. behind some of them, and it's like that is crazy. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that I didn't do pageants at a young age. I didn't start until I was like 22. So, I really, I'm, I thank God that I'm like. Did not have that experience, the toddlers and TR's experience.
2: Yeah, and you know, probably, you know, I mean, it's it, it, we should actually possibly look at it like we do football. You mm-hmm. know, there's this big movement of getting you know kids to not play football until their brain is at a certain point or tackle <laughs> football anyway. Okay. You know, um, emotionally, it just there's just so much on a kid like they it could really ruin them. So maybe maybe you are actually the key to future success of pageantry and like hold it off a little bit.
0: Hold it off, yeah. I mean, yeah, all of that makeup and stuff when you're like five years old, I just, you know, my mom would barely put any makeup on me when I was doing, I I danced at a very young age, Um, but she would barely put makeup on me, you know, and I think that's nice. Like you put your red lipstick on for that one day, that one recital of the year, but after that you wipe it off and it's back to like you know nothing um, so it's you know it's 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 something that also if you're going to do it there has to be discussions about it what does it mean to wear makeup does it mean that without it you're not beautiful does it mean without makeup you're you're worthless no that's not what that means so it's about also if you're going to do those things really talking to your children and, and developing that understanding so that as it, as they're young they can be seeing these things so they don't have to unlearn things later
2: Yeah. And and you know now that you're on the music side, um, that is a overly critical world as well. And I, I know you're you're on the hunt. It sounds like for for an agent for an agency, um, and yeah. you surround yourself with good people, you'll you won't feel it. You know you'll you'll be yeah. kind of insulated a little bit. But absolutely, it's what? like you
0: don't want to surround yourself with yes men, but yeah. you also don't want people that are always constantly critiquing you either and for you know when it's like it's not even necessary all the time yeah
2: yeah and and you know i i will say i will say too that you know i said your your star's bright you're going you're going places like this this whole uh this whole thing is just beginning for you and if if i yeah. had if i could uh if i could just give you one piece of advice it would just be always be you you know this this blend of genres you're doing, that's what the world needs out of out of Nia. Not, not to be pressured into doing oh, think- your something else. And I know that happens in a music a lot.
0: Like they know? want you to check a box or something. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, we're no longer in, you know, five radio stations <laughs> in a major market. You can do whatever you want.
0: You can, you can. The world of streaming is amazing. It really, really is. And it's, I think it's going to keep evolving. Yeah. I really do. Yeah.
2: Well, cheers to you. And I do have to ask you, what was your favorite of the things we tasted?
0: I think my favorite, oh gosh. Let me try the brandy one more time because I really liked the second one because I I did like that sweetness, but there's Mm -hmm. something about the brandy. Hold on. I don't know, I think it's some brandy, because it has that, to me it has a little tartness to it, Mm -hmm. and we all know that I like tart things, like that citrus or that like sourness. Yeah.
2: Well, you you picked uh, what is easily um, a geek's favorite so like uh <laughs> you you picked my favorite out of the bunch too so oh yeah so i'll say i'll say this let's uh grab uh grab your your glass we'll do a little virtual toast virtual and toast. so great having you on <laughs> tell everybody where they can where they can find you on the socials the youtubes and all that good stuff yeah
0: yeah so the easiest way to find me and follow me everywhere is just my website me all my socials are there you can even find uh Direct links to Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Apple uh, YouTube music, all of that right on the homepage. Um, but, you know, my Instagram is Nia Imani Franklin, my full name. Uh, Twitter is Nia The Note, and TikTok is Nia Imani Franklin as well.
2: <laughs> so go follow Nia everywhere. I'm telling you, listen to her music. Uh, yeah. Check out her, her old interviews. You won't regret it. You won't yeah. regret it. You <laughs> won't regret it at all. Check out her old interviews. I mean, and and it's one of those things. I meet a lot of people, and I get a and you, I get a pretty good sense of when someone's genuine. And we even talked about it that night uh, in Washington D.C. And that you know there is a there is a, a a preconception that a Miss America would not be as real and genuine as you are. And I'm telling you folks, that's real. And I, I, I know you'll never lose that. So cheers to you, Nia. And what is the beginning of a beautiful and brilliant career in music?
0: Thank you so much. You have to have me at the Derby next.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Get your hat ready. Yep.
0: I've never I've never been, so
2: oh, I'd love to I'd love to host you. Cool.
0: cool. Absolutely.
2: And the hat, uh, I can't wait for this hat. That's gonna be awesome. It's
0: gonna be epic. I come from the <laughs> I come from the Black Baptist Church, so I, I know a lot about hats. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I imagine, though, you're going to have problems picking it out, right? You're going to have, like, 20 of them that you're like, hm mm,
0: Oh, um, what should I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely.
2: <laughs> See, it's pretty simple for us men, you know? Oh. I mean, we, we, we have a couple of ways we can go, but, okay. like, you know, the the hat, and you can only wear it once and to the derby, it's like, it's like a whole thing. Whole you know? thing, yeah. Whole thing, yeah. but, yeah. <laughs> We'll get I you out it. here and have a good time and drink some more bourbon. Drink some bourbon. Awesome. <laughs> Cheers, my friend. Bye. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Nia Monty Franklin as much as I did. Uh, I think she is absolutely awesome. I think we have a, I, I think this is going to be one of those interviews that in 20, 30 years I look back on and I'm like, wow. I got to interview Nia Monte Franklin. You know, I think that's I think that's what that interview is going to be like. And, you know, butchering a couple names aside, I had a wonderful time with her, and she's just absolutely amazing. Now it's time for, are you ready for this? The Bourbon Mailbag. The Bourbon Mailbag. This week's idea uh, comes from a YouTube member, Sean Dent, uh, who wrote me, uh, a long time ago asking me what a good uh, craft bourbon would be for, you know, the right money. See, the thing about craft bourbon is those distillers often really do have to mark their whiskey up, you know, just to make a buck. So you'll see a lot of craft bourbons that are 90 to $150. And really, if you look at it from an economics perspective of what's on the shelf, they really shouldn't be that expensive, but they gotta make a buck and they don't have other things to drive revenue, especially now with you know tours being a little bit more difficult with COVID, you know, so uh, one one craft bourbon, I cannot recommend enough right now. and that's Chattanooga's uh, Chattanooga whiskey's bottled and bond. This is not gonna break the bank. It's usually between 40 and 60 bucks. Uh, it's really complex, really, really engaging. From uh, from a flavor profile perspective, I love what they're doing. I think they're doing great stuff at Chattanooga whiskey. I reviewed this very highly here on this YouTube channel, so you can search for that, uh, or you can uh, find it, you know, you know, in the description of my of my YouTube interview, my YouTube episode. Now, if you're listening to this on the audio side. All you got to do is head on over to YouTube and search for Chattanooga whiskey, Fred Minnick. But that's going to do it for this week's episode, everybody. Thank you so much for listening or watching on YouTube, however you do your podcasting. Make sure you give us a a review, however you listen to us. It helps us. It helps with the algorithm overlords. Uh, Also, you know, make sure that you're telling a friend. And if you haven't yet... If you haven't yet gotten a sticker, make sure you hit me up on fredminnick.com. Click that contact button, hit us up and say, I want a sticker. We are going to make sure that you have stickers to put on your automobiles or how, whatever, wherever you want to put it. Just please do not use it in criminal activity. That's going to do it for this week, folks. Be safe out there. Remember, no licking handrails, no licking trash cans. And vodka sucks unless it's being used for hand sanitizer. Cheers, everybody. You've been listening to
1: The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey, by Mictors, American Whiskey, and by Heaven Hill Brands. For more information about Fred and his books, his articles, and more, just go to fredminnick.com.